This is Adventist Radio London.
morning, good morning, good morning again. Am, am I, can you, can yes, you hear me? Am that's, I good? That's am the I right good? mic this time. I was, t- talk, I was talking into the wrong microphone. I'm a Luddite, I'm a Luddite. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not used to all, I'm not used to all of this technology. Uh, I apologise, but I do hope that everyone is with me this morning. I hope you're all with me and I hope you're enjoying a nice Sunday morning. Before I really get started, Pastor, I'm gonna just, just going to mention um, something. Uh, that I spotted on the way up the motorway on Wednesday, driving up the motorway, and I saw a, a, some fire and smoke in the other carriage. In the, I was going north in the down uh, carriageway, side mm-hmm. of the motorway. So from a good way out, big flames, huge flames. So of course everybody in our side is slowing down mm-hmm. to see it. So, so you know, slowing down with the traffic. And as I'm going past, I see. Um, I, I keep when I tell the story, I keep saying brand new. I can't, I didn't see the plate. I don't know if it was a brand new, but a very new ish Audi, big the A5s, okay, right. in flames. And of course, everybody was piling up behind it. Mm-hmm. And um, as I drove up the motorway, in flames, now huge flames, not just a little. And as I drove up the motorway, and all the traffic was stuck behind him, going all the way up, I then noticed that uh, the fire engine was you know a good few miles away and i thought but well, your car's gone by the time he gets to you driving down to the studio today um yeah it's, it's sort of 8 30 in the morning motorway i'm coming south now motorway going north 8 30 in the morning i'm seeing way ahead of me it's chock-a-block standstill going north mm-hmm. and i'm thinking at this time of the morning it must be an accident what, what what's going <laughs> on I get that, I see fire engines, I see five ambulances and two cars on the side, on the side, on the, on the hard shoulder, completely smashed oh, no. at 8.30 in the morning. Do-do-do. And I think, how often do we take for granted that when we're gonna leave somewhere, we're just gonna get where we're gonna go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm on the motorway every day and and I always sort of say a little prayer, you know, be when I go and when I get back, thank you. But do I really ponder that, you know, it's not just the old bangers that are bursting into flames. Exactly. Um, at 8.30 in the morning, you'd imagine that the road was gonna be pretty clear. And these two cars, I don't know if they knew each other, of course I know nothing about the story, if they knew each other or didn't or whatever, or how, who was driving. But two cars completely smashed at eight thirty in the morning to the mm. point that there's five ambulances yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think we've got to constantly give thanks and give pause to the fact that we really are not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, Most definitely, not in control. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to open with that. That's not something I saw in the news. That was just my own little experience, and just, just be, just give pause to the fact that, you know. We should give thanks. Yeah, most give, definitely. Give thanks. Give yes. thanks. That, that's all I'm I, saying. And, and be careful. Like, last week I was telling the, the kids to be careful when they go to parties. This week I'm telling them to be careful on the road. On the road. It's going to become the agony <laughs> uncle's corner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to open with that. So the stories now, Pastor, I'm going to open with a story here. I don't know that I want to, and I, I, I'm not pointing fingers at the government, but I think reflection on the news should challenge the news as well not and, and there's something that that's, that's bothering me here 
And, um, you know, in the pandemic, we mm-hmm. ran out of masks, we ran out of PPE for, for a long time. Our stories on the, on the show were to do with, um, you know, where is the PPE? Why yes, are the doctors right. having to go in without PPE? That's right. All of that kind of stuff. And now we, we found out that the government had ordered 50 million masks. They were delivered, but they are the wrong kind of masks and cannot be used. And it was part of a 200, I don't know the, the cost of the masks themselves, but it was part of a 250 million pound order. Okay. From where? Um, well, well, this is the news now. <laughs> this is the story. Now, it turns out that Liz Trust, now she's the, now I'm going to go, we all know Liz Trust, and I believe she's the Independent Development Secretary. I will look her up. Where, but, 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 yeah, we all know Liz Trust. She's part of the cabinet. Okay. Now, she has a financial advisor, uh, colleague, called Andrew Mills, that came to the government in the midst of the crisis when there was no PPE, mm-hmm. and he said, I can get you some PPE from China. No, mm-hmm. that's not a red herring. <laughs> it's not. Funnily enough, China can supply the PPE for the for the outbreak that originated in China. But okay, we're not going. We're not going there yet. <laughs> I can hear enjoying that one, but we're not going there yet. But he came and he said, "I'm going. To, I can. I got the inside track to a factory in China that can supply the PPE immediately." Mm. Um, so they ordered them. They came. 50 million of them and they've got the wrong fastenings they fasten around the ears like yeah. a lot of what we're seeing but they needed them to be fastened by the tie around the back of the by head the back. like like what the surgeons use in the, in the, um, yeah. the hospitals uh-huh. and these were for the hospitals so they couldn't be used what we found out now now I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all I've not read Animal Farm <laughs> 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 but uh, um, Andrew Mills, who suggested this, is on the executive, uh, non-executive director on the board of the company that owns the company that had the order. Oh wow! And I was just about to say that, Mark. Actually, yeah. that it just sounds like some kind of inside job. And to be you honest, you wonder, with you. don't you? You wonder. Yeah. Because but also the, the the other thing, Mark, is that all right? It was a mistake. Mm. So you, if a, if a company makes a mistake, you need to get a refund, uh, or it needs to be rectified. So there's no like, oh, sorry, we just spent what fifty million or whatever it is that we've done. Yeah. And now it's just a mis uh, it's a mistake, and there's no discussion about getting the refund or getting a new yeah. getting some a mask replacement. Yeah. That's what's bizarre. Yes, 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 yes. I, I didn't even think of that. That yeah. So, okay, so now give me 50 million good ones. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably advise yes. that, yeah, we can do that at a good price for you. <laughs> but, but you know, and and this is, this is something now, this is something where we might start to disagree. But over the few months, we've had a lot of talk, and there is something, there is, I think I've got an item on sort of the Black Lives Matter type issue that we've been saying that, you know, we've been oppressed and that the government's after us and the police are after us. And I've been looking at the items in the news, preparing for the shows, and I've been thinking, I'm not convinced that it's the black people 
that they're after. I'm not convinced of that, Pastor. I'm not. I know we're in it, and I know we're not loved. When you say they're after, who are you, who are you referring to? I'm referring to the establishment, the, the you know, the, the, they're saying that the police and the corrupt government. Okay. That's what they're saying is they're after the, you know, they're trying to destroy the blacks and trying to wipe us out. They want to give us the vaccines first before they're tested. They want to go off to Africa and give them test the vaccines there. Um, they're lynching it across the board, across the world, the haves. Yeah. And um, but this is it. I'm not sure that. Okay, how do I put this? That. What it seems to me is that it's the have-nots. Unfortunately, too many of us blacks are in the have-not category. Mm -hmm. But it's not that they're after the the blacks; they're after the have-nots. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, some people argue, no, 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 the the, the, the non-black have-nots are okay. But then I look at it. I mean, th look at what happened in Beirut last week. There, there was the six six thousand. 6,000 tons, hold on, let me get it right. No, no, six, 2,000 tons mm -hmm. of ammonium nitrate, nitrate yes. that blew up. It was kept right at the port in the heart of the city. And since then, there have been demonstrations and people are trying to bring down the government and people are saying that the government have not even sent soldiers or police to help find the, the, the survivors under the rubble. Mm -hmm. And in the news I was following this week about the story, they're all arguing, they're saying that that the government, the ruling class of the government do not care about us. They only care about creaming off the wealth. I've been hearing that about um, the oil in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing that about, and, and it makes me think, I don't know what listeners think, or uh, what you guys think, that it's, I think we're focusing on the colour and it's not I think that the ruling class just want see us as cannon fodder and yeah. more and more of these stories that seem to come out seem to support that for me I, yeah. I don't know if, I, if we're not in go on I, I, I agree with you Mark I think I think it's a, it's a class issue yeah and it's about um being able to um the, it's a poverty thing it's it's a class issue where it's not so much about the colour. I yeah. think that's a dis dis distraction. Yeah. I think it's just a distraction. It's, it's you know, it's um, kind of watch the birdie kind of scenario rather than actually what it is that is going on. And I, I, I definitely agree with you about that. I think that's where the issue lies mm -hmm. because if anything does happen to the have-nots, as you described, um, what's the comeback, you know? That's the thing, isn't it? It's like, what is what can the have-nots do? And a lot of, like you said, um, the black people, black folks, and mm. you know, we are unfortunately in that. A lot of us are in that category. Yeah. And so, if somebody does go and do something to you uh, and kill, like maybe someone like George Floyd or Brian Taylor, what what is the actual, um, you know, response in terms of response? What's what's the outcome? What can be done that will be um, punishment towards that you know you could walk around on the streets and be like oh we you know black lives matter but is that really that effective in terms of the haves pockets the haves way of life does it make that much of an impact yeah yeah, yeah. 
Exactly, and 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 I wonder, you know, we're, we're trying to get this whole globalization thing, the new world order, and all of that stuff, all of that kind of talk. And I just wonder if, yeah, we're we're, we're missing the trick, we're missing the focus. Um, but yeah, I just I just wonder about that. I don't know if there's anybody out there that wants to comment on that on eight triple two eight, right? Hope leave a space, then your message come through. Let us know what you think about that. Are we missing the trick? Are we watching the wrong thing? Um, if you want to give us a call. Uh, 0300-323-0234, 0300-323-0234, uh, let us know what you think, join the conversation, let us, let us know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, people are saying that um, your voice, I hope it's balanced now, they were saying you, they couldn't hear you properly, but hopefully we, it, it's been corrected. Okay. And also, they're hearing rogue voices coming through, well, so I, I, I think we mentioned that earlier. Um, let's see if it continues throughout throughout the show. Oh dear! Um, but hopefully, it's been rectified and they can hear the chimes. That's because we are we have Cynthia on on Zoom. She's not live in yes, the studio. Yes, I mean, yeah. Um, so I we can do. hear the her computer where we where we have her on the computer. Oh, I see. Those I see. chimes are coming through because yeah. it has to be okay. live for her yeah. to be able to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no. But thanks for 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 your comments. But any comments on the news stories themselves? Come on, let let us know. Talk to, talk to us about those news stories. Okay, so that, now the next thing I'm going to talk about then, um, <laughs> another thing uh, about race. Race was in the news again, so yeah, it's another comment on race. But this is, again, in the past, you know, we had the whole um, blackface thing. Mm -hmm. um, Black. Blackface. So that was, that was right, before yes, Black yes. Lives, there yes. was blackface. Yes. And... Um, the famous one was Justin Trudeau went to a party and dressed up as a black man. I, I can't remember if he was supposed to be a famous black person. I can't remember. But he, he put on a black face. Mm -hmm. And people were calling for him to resign and all of this nonsense. I, I'm not sure where I am with that. And then after that, um, there were a lot of people that hadn't been in any kind of trouble, comedians especially, that said that in the past they had donned a blackface as in their sketch shows you know they mm -hmm. come on and they play different characters and they're saying no we shouldn't have done that that's wrong and I'm, I'm thinking hold on is that really the issue that a white person puts on a blackface and I think we discussed it and talked about what was their motivation yeah. were they doing it to bring down black people were they doing it to mock them or were they simply you know if a white man wanted to go to a fancy dress party as Nelson Mandela, is that racist? You know, yeah, he mm. puts on the black face. You know, he said he could be celebrating, and I, I was never convinced that 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 in and of itself was a bad thing. Mm. Well, in the news this week, I saw now Zoe Zaldana. She's a famous um, actress. I thought she was just black American, but in the news, I realised now that she's got a bit of Haitian, a bit of Cuban, a bit. of South American. She's got a, bit, a nice mixture. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you'd look at her, she's a black actress. Okay. Um, she was asked to play in 2016 Nina Simone, famous black icon. Mm -hmm. And there was such a, an uproar at the fact that they'd asked her to play it um, because she wasn't black enough. <laughs> And I, I'm still not sure if that black enough meant dark enough yeah. or black enough. I'm not sure. And there was a, and at the time she said, "No, listen, I'm a black woman. 
Uh, I'm proud to be a black woman. Nina was a black woman. I'm going to play this. Now, the film didn't do well. And I don't know if that helps the story. Mm -hmm. But they're saying it's because she wasn't black enough. She now has apologized and says, yes, I was younger. I realized I shouldn't have played Nina. Uh, we should have let another actress play it because she had to put on a bit of prosthetics because Nina was a big lady mm -hmm. and Zoe Daldana's a bit thin. Right. Um, she put on a, a prosthetic nose and to, to, to bulk herself up. And I wonder, Pastor, I wonder if, do we get caught up? Tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but do we get caught up in those small stuff? The fact that I had a, I put on a play, I, I made a film once mm -hmm. about, how, did I mention this? I made a film once about Halloween. Okay. And in the film about, it was for the, 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 Essex, the conference, the church, and it was about Halloween is not something you should get into and give the videos out free to um, people when they come to trick and treat. Mm -hmm. Watch this when you go home with your parents kind of thing. And a lot of the white ministers refused to give it out because the devil in the movie was white. Oh. And they said, no, you can't have the devil in the movie as white if you do not have another white person being a goodie. And, and seriously, they sat on the shelf and they wouldn't give them out. Mm -hmm. And I think, are we missing something? Go on, mm. Cynthia, do you want to say something? Mm. Uh, no, the thing is, um, Pastor, I was just going to ask you if it's possible for you. I know it's a bit of an interruption in the show, but could you let me in via different? I've got my um, iPad, so that the sound, yes, that's better. Okay, okay. So, so are we, yeah, uh, now, so then they, uh, when I spoke to, to pastors that I knew, white pastors that I knew, I said to them, can you imagine, why would that be? Because now I'm speaking to them directly. And they said, no, no, it shouldn't matter, Mark, but can't you see how it might look? And I said, well, I chose him because he was the best actor available. Um, you know, he was the strongest actor we had. And that was the, kind of the main part, how the devil mm. works insidiously at Halloween. He goes, yeah, but the look of it, Mark, the look mm. of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, can't we get past that? Yeah. Or, or are we not to get past that? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, well, there's a lot in there, but, but it's all there. on the same theme to me. Are we watching the wrong thing? Yeah, and I think it comes down to the fact that we are so set on categorizing one another. Yeah. Um, we come back to the point that, yes, we're human beings, we're of different races, but at the end of the day, we're all the same. Yeah. And I really believe if I'm going to portray a particular person in history, mm -hmm. I must do my best to present that person in as much in, in as real a presentation yes. as possible. Yes. Yeah, I if agree. If it means straightening my nose so that I can look as much like that person as possible, then let it be. Let let it happen. Yeah. If it mean means lightening my complexion in order to reflect that person, yeah. Let it happen. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to portray to the best of my ability that historical character. Yes. And you know, way back in in the sixties and seventies, I think it was when Liz um, Taylor yeah, used to play Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was no attempt to mask her, yeah. her white features. Yeah. But at the same time, it was Cleopatra she was, she, she was playing. Yeah. 
Um, should she have darkened her skin and maybe flattened her nose yeah. than what the Egyptians looked like in, the, in those days? Well, we can tell because they've knocked all the noses off the, <laughs> off the monuments. Yeah. So we know exactly what they look like. <laughs> the French actually I mean, said that we can't have the world coming here and seeing all of these broad noses on the statue. Is that a reason? Yes, that's what they said. When you go to Egypt, that's what they tell you. The French said that when they destroyed them because they didn't want the world yeah. to know that these monuments were built yeah. by the Egyptians because mm. they yeah. obviously made it look like themselves. Yeah. So they yes. destroyed, they cut. So all, the, all the Sphinx and all of that, yes, beautiful. Right. Mm. And they've all got the nose missing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sadly. I mean, Sadly. The thing is, what I, sorry, what I would say is that I think that it's not just about the person making themselves look as close to the um, the characters possible. But I think it's a duty of the casting director to ensure that they are picking people that are more or less, as, as well as they've got the talent, I think it's important they also look close to the person that they're actually going to be de depicting. I don't think it's just a matter of just getting just anybody to do that. And if it means going for somebody who is not well known, or as not as famous, then so be it. As long as they've got the talent and they've got what the image that you need, oh. I think it's the same. That I would say that because you know when you look at the film Dreamgirls, mm -hmm. Jennifer Hudson was not um, was not famous, and they did say at the beginning of the film they're introducing her, but she did a, a marvelous job to portray that character. But Cynthia, if I have, if I am more gifted as an actor than another person. Mm -hmm. And my acting skills are required to portray a particular historical character. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that that person, the, the, the casting director, must overlook me, who who, who is a, a better actor than someone else who may look like the per, the, the character in, let's say, in this case, in color, but mm -hmm. is, doesn't have the acting skills that I might have? Are you saying that they must overlook me and choose the other person just no, because I'm they have the colour? I think they I think they should choose both. I don't think it's about choosing one over the other because I think it's about portraying that person in, in, in a real sense as much as possible. And it's not because I, I, I don't think it was just about her acting skills. I think it's because of her, her stardom and her celebrityism. You know, the fact that she could um, draw in a particular crowd. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that actually there is a responsibility for both for talent, yeah. as well as the, the thing. I think that's what a casting director is supposed to do. That's just my, I, I, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, but, uh, but can we chat, let me ch uh, just throw this into the story as well. They, they, there was talk at the time of Mary J. Bly playing it, who is- bigger, Oh, really? Yeah, who's bigger than Zoe Zaldana. If, if you put the two of them together and said, which one more looks like Nina? You'd say Mary J. Bly looks more like Nina. She's full yeah. of figure and she's black African. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she, Zoe's got a bit of the, the Hispanic look and the, all of that kind of, you know, that thing going on. But and so I take I take the Cynthia's point in terms of casting. Um, if if um, if someone's got to if you're looking for someone to play Martin Luther King, you know, mm. do you go and get, I don't know, Anthony Mackie or do you get, you know, Denzel Washington? Oh, Oh, Brad. Yeah, well, well, let's even let's stay in the black in the black realm. Yeah. yeah. All right. You you then look for someone who looks a little bit more mm -hmm. like that. So I get that, and and so I get that from and from a business point of view, they probably went with Zoe over Mary J. Bly because of box office. 
I get That's that right. too. Mm -hmm. uh, although Mary Jane Bly is an accomplished actress. Um, she but, is, but, but she's going to draw them out like you said yeah, you know, like but a, that's that's one thing that's the business side of it we can talk we can argue the business side my thing is the is the uproar about in within the black community about her race that you know and and that is pulling me back to what are we focusing isn't that just mm. like the whole slavery thing about the dark ones and the I nearly said the n-word there mm -hmm. but the, the dark ones and the light ones and the house ones and the this and that ones isn't it not that because no because she, no, she, uh, huh? she has to be in in the film she was actually had to put they had to put on a darker yeah, no, foundation that. to me is that not the same then we can't then people can't complain when that the black face scenario can they but because that is my like, point that is that is that is exactly my point, Cynthia. That the the complaint that um, Justin Trudeau wants to go to a party to and, and um, a, a fancy dress and he dresses up. I can't remember who it was, but let's just say mm. it was he went as Martin Luther King or he went as uh, Nelson Mandela or whoever. I don't. I can't remember who he went as. But he wasn't there taking the mick out of black people. He was there celebrate. Go, that's who I'm going as. And people were calling for him to resign and apologize and. And, and that is my point. I think we've missed it. I don't think that that in and of itself is an issue. Mm. I can't see that it's an issue. Sure. Um, I think we, we should be able to portray any person in history, any historical character. Yeah. And we should not have to be thinking about, is that the right color or does he have the right voice? Yeah. Yes, we want to portray it as, as close as possible, but I think we need to be able to look beyond that, yeah. look at the, the, the information that has been shared through that portrayal, mm -hmm. and not necessarily who that person is. Because I, th I think, yeah, I think we're, we're, I think we're missing it when we do that. And also, because, yeah, yeah, I, I can go into the whole of the casting thing, but, but, and that we don't necessarily need to, but I think that our focus sometimes is on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. There is another item in the news which is close to this. Now, no, just before I go, I don't think I don't I don't think it's about focusing on the wrong things. I think one of the arguments I think people are coming up with this is because there's not that many um, people, um, films and stuff that portrays um, a, a, a darker skin um, black woman, um, and so people, when the opportunity arises for a biography of somebody. Mm -hmm on the big screen, they want that to be represented. So it's not just about, I think it's deeper than just about old colorism. I think it's more to do with the fact that there's a lack of representation of darker women and their stories. And so when the opportunity arises, it's like, well, we want that to be represented in, in its full sense, in its full power, and it's in, its, in, every, in every way, basically. Yes. And so that's what I think that's, part of it that's where it's coming from and the yeah. fact that they had okay to so i'm going to go with your argument Cynthia. i'm going to go with that it's coming from the fact that um you know there are black guys that could have played othello when Lawrence olivia played it mm -hmm. and Lawrence mm -hmm. olivia donned a black face to play it and now yes. we would never have that again because we've got black actors that can play it i'm okay with that i'm following your argument they could have used Mary J. Bly because she was available. She was in the talks. She was part of the discussion. She was there. Mm -hmm. I get that. Maybe they should have gone with Mary J. Bly. That's not even what I'm arguing at this point. I'm arguing is the vilification of Zoe Zaldana 
because she played it. Mm -hmm. That's and that is the vilification, not the desire that Mary J. Bly plays it, it's the vilification. It's the vilification of Justin Trudeau and all these other white comedians that have now apologized for ever donning a black face. And they didn't do anything racially aggravated in the sketch, mm -hmm. but the fact that they put it on is what I think we're missing. Yeah, I, I think we're missing it yeah. I, because I think well, we're focusing on the wrong thing. Sorry, did you think okay for? Um, are you saying that it's okay for for a white person to don a black face to act a black character? Is that what you're saying? And it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, let me tell you exactly what I'm saying. That <laughs> Sorry. because yeah yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying is that if a white character dons a black face to play a black character, when there is a black character available, they shouldn't do it. Right. Okay. That's one point. That's what. So that is answering your because that wasn't the point I was making at all. But that's what I feel about that. The point right. I'm making is that if the white character does that, right? If he does that, he should not be the one vilified by the rest of the white community mm -hmm. because then we are focusing on the wrong thing. I watched a, a drama the other day and Tania Miller, who is a gay black lady, played a wife uh, of a man. I saw nothing in the newspaper saying, how on earth is this gay black lady playing a, a married woman? Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if later in the in the series she's going <laughs> to reveal herself that I'm not really you know, heterosexual, I'm homosexual. A brilliant actress, brilliant. Mm -hmm. But to, they looked at her and said that they wanted her to play this. And I'm glad there's not been no vilification, don't get me wrong. You know, I support her. But my point is that we can get caught. We can get caught in the looking at the wrong thing that the, the item i wanted to go on to was there was a news um there was a report of a of an assault in wales uh, on some black people by white people in wales and the bbc were reporting it and in the reporting of it they were saying what the white guy was saying to the black people so they were he was using the n-word mm -hmm. he was saying oh you end you end you end you know and so the BBC reported, this is what he said. And a, a, a black DJ, DJ David Whiteley, AKA Sideman, who works for the BBC has quit because he said the BBC should, not, should have maybe said they said the N word and not used the word. Okay. Because he said that's racist and offensive language. Now, I don't know this gentleman at all, but I wonder, are we not focusing on the wrong thing? The news was reporting what these white guys were saying and using the word. Mm -hmm. They were not using the word. And I think, to me, it's part of that same pot that we are trying to be political, politically correct, yes, which is good. But sometimes in the trying to be politically correct, we're focusing on the wrong thing. That, that's all I'm saying on race today. What yeah. do you think, Pastor? I, I think we have a responsibility to society. If we continue to repeat atrocities across that, that's happening across the world, mm. we are given license, in quote, for others to want to carry out those same atrocities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we refrain, if we, we, we have other terms we can use to describe what that person said, 
we, we, we have the term offensive language, mm -hmm. racial language, racially aggravated assault, all those things we have, without having to use the N-word, as it were. Mm. When a young person, let's say, hears the N-word, they realize, hey, this is something I can use to cause offense to, to somebody else, mm. and they'll go out and repeat it. But if we portray through the media that this language or this type of aggravated language mm -hmm. is not acceptable in society, yeah. then it doesn't give license for others to repeat it because we're not sharing it with them. It's like, I believe, portraying sexual violence on television. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It causes others to feel that, hey, this is something that can, be, can, can take place. Yeah. Whereas if you mm -hmm. refrain from showing that sexual violence to, to young people, mm -hmm. they don't get the, the license to go and practice those things themselves. It's like when the, the, the government says we're no longer going to advertise cigarettes and alcohol mm -hmm. on television mm -hmm. because we don't want to give the impression that this is an acceptable behavior in society. Right. We have that yeah. responsibility. So, so, so you're saying that, that they could have said, and then the, the offender came out, the perpetrator came out with some racially offensive language. Yes. Even yes. they, and he used the N word. Yes. Well. Oh, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, ask, I'm asking because what they were doing, they were reporting his speech. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so, but you're saying that. They, they should have kind of sanitized the report. Not well, sanitizing that. Or, or, for want of a better word, but but they should have held Redacted. back. Hmm? Yeah, what you're saying is, it, uh, I think what Pastor's saying, from what I'm saying, is that there's a redacting of that word that needs to, that needs to be had. It. Redacting. But I think that, for me, I think it's a bit extreme for the DJ to quit over it. Hmm. Yes, it should be redacted, but there shouldn't have been a you leaving your job over it. It's just a matter of having a conversation and also having a lesson learned moment. There's things, there's times that the, the thing that things happen, but they, it's, it's, it, for me, it's a lesson that you need to, that, you know, let's learn from this. Let's yeah. grow from that. Let's, let's, let's move on and, and say, right, this is happening. This is how we're going to move forward. And let's acknowledge that there's something's gone wrong and it actually isn't the best way forward. Yeah. And we should have redacted it. But I think quitting your job is extreme. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I want to talk about Zoe, uh, Zoe Saldana, no, Caroline Flack. Caroline Flack committed suicide. Now, yeah, oftentimes I see certain things go on the TV, and, uh, and you yeah, know, not necessarily about Caroline Flack, but just different people on the TV doing different things. I'm saying, what? With all that money, what are they worried about? And my wife will say, it's not about the money. I'm saying, trust me, it's about the money. <laughs> she said, no, it's not about the money. But Caroline Flack, to me, Caroline Flack was typical it's girl. She was um, watching her in the news. She was a presenter. You'd see her on things like, and I'll get the wrong one. It was either, I'll say either, either Britain's Got Talent or X Factor. It's one of those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. She would come in and interview the, the people after they've performed and how did you get on? How did you feel? And all of that. So it's more relaxed presenting. Um, she presented... Um, ah, I can't remember what it was called now, but those th those Love reality TV, Love Island, yeah. reality TV, you know, right. get in amongst them and chat. Now she allegedly, Cynthia, allegedly she <laughs> she she assaulted her boyfriend. Uh, I don't oh, quite yeah. know if yeah. he went to the police or I don't know how police got involved, but she assaulted her boyfriend allegedly. And first of all, the police said that there will be no case to answer, not enough evidence. No, sorry. The Crown Prosecution said that there's not enough to prosecute. There's not a, a high enough percentage chance of, 
of winning the prosecution. Mm -hmm. But the police said, no, there is enough. We want you to what? prosecute. And then, so what they then did, they told her that she is going to go to court. Uh, yeah, to court, to trial. She committed suicide. Mm. Um, so people have now been talking about in the inquest, her mom saying, you know, she was an easy target. You went for her. You you vilified my daughter. You, you, you know, you set her up and she was in a bad place mentally mm. and then committed suicide. And what I, from everything that I'm reading about it, what I can take about that is that one, I suppose that the cliche is you cannot judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going on in someone's mind because my first thought is, what did Caroline Flack kill herself for? She's got everything. Mm -hmm. You know, if I mm -hmm. had what she had, I wouldn't be killing myself. <laughs> I'd be killing him. But, but, you know, but, you know, that sort of thing. But there was obviously enough going on in her mind, rightly or wrongly, there was enough in her mind and, and, and another thing my wife often says to me is that if I perceive it, you have to acknowledge that it is how I perceive it. It's how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not I feel that that is true or not is not the point. She perceives it to be so. Mm -hmm. And there was obviously enough going on in Caroline Flack's mind that the pressure of the court case drove her to suicide. Mm -hmm. And in that story, I... I wonder if what is what is the duty of care for us, for the media, for society, that was she, were we right to, 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 to pursue the case because she's fragile? We could argue that there are many, many, many banged up in prison that were fragile and have had cases pursued against them. Mm -hmm. you know, am I, are we sympathetic just because she was a public figure? Or should more be done when we look at the mental state of perp alleged perpetrators, whether they're famous or not, and maybe prison and court isn't the place to take them? Mm. That's what I was taking from that article, Pastor. What do you think? I think it, it, it shows that the TV camera does not create superhumans. Just yeah. because a person is behind the camera and performs well behind the camera yeah. doesn't stop them from being ordinary human beings. Yeah. And sometimes we expect these people who have been made famous because of the TV camera yeah. to behave and act and have superhuman strengths. Yeah. When it comes down to the fact that they are not, they are just like you and me. And they must be treated just as carefully and with tenderness as we would treat anybody else. So many celebrities have committed suicide because of mental illness. Mm. And that means that they're just in the same boat as the rest of us. Just because a camera has made them famous or a book has made them famous or some photograph has made them famous doesn't mean that they're not vulnerable to anything that the rest of society is vulnerable to. So, so somebody's come through, uh, was on my feed here, and um, I'm going to read a couple of comments. They were going back to, I didn't see the comment, I don't know if, uh, Mary J. Bly could be a difficult person to deal with in script changes and artistic flexibility, and Zoe Zaldana could have been easier to manipulate. I get that, I get that, Maureen, and I, that's a little bit like what Cynthia was saying there, but from the casting and the artistic point of view, I get that. I guess my issue would be, my, she said, oh, that old chestnut. 
The chestnut is still in the news, so I'm sorry, sis. So we got to still talk about it. Um, but my, my point about it is not whether we should have used Zoe or Mary J. Bly. And I, I've said that, but I'm just going to respond to the question that has just come up. It's, that's not my issue about which we should have used. My issue is about the, the vilification of the black person because she's not dark enough. Uh, we, we, that's it. Vilifying. Are we missing the point? A nice one is coming from Junior Reed, uh, agreeing with you, Pastor. The BBC have a responsibility as a place of power. Mm -hmm. So they shouldn't be using the word. So he agreed with you. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay if they were reporting, mm -hmm. but, but he's agreeing with you. And I, okay, I, I see that argument. I can, I can, you've won me over. Um, okay, then he just said, if a person has a stand, we shouldn't belittle it. It was wrong, but I'm not sure what stand um, that is. L Linda's, come on, she said, oh, she's reminding me it was Love Island. So she was following <laughs> it. So she was helping me out. Uh, yeah, Love Island, it's Love Island, yes. Um, okay, uh, boom, 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 boom. yeah, those, those are not much of the comments that had come through to me. Thank you for listening and thank you for your comments. I didn't spot them, I'll keep my eye down there as well. But, um, yeah, so I, I like that point because we kind of get drawn into the superhuman aspect mm. of the character we see. They've come out of makeup. They, you know, they've got their makeup on. They've got the camera zooming, giving them the close-ups. They're editing out all the bad bits. Mm -hmm. They only see the great takes, and we kind of think, "Come on, Caroline, you're." Yeah. And and her mom said she was an easy target. And she, she left home depressed. perhaps that day, having a fight with whoever in her home. Yeah. And she has to come in front of the camera and pretend everything's fine. Yeah. Off camera, she's hurting inside. She's yeah. got to go home to that pain again, and mm -hmm. that's, I believe that's all of them. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So we've got we. I guess I guess society owes society yeah. a duty of care, and that's something that we don't see. That we don't want to be uh, seen as vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So we put on a shell, a, a, a cocoon, mm -hmm. and others don't want to be seen to be trying to break into that cocoon. So they step back. Mm -hmm. So no one's really looking after anyone. And I, I guess, mean, I mean. I mean, for me, it kind of feeds into what happened, I mean, quite frequently um, um, in, in the past, and it was in the news, of, 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 of even pastors um, committing suicide and people being quite surprised mm -hmm. about those type of things. Because it's like, you know, it's exactly what Pastor just said. Pastor Ann just said it's, it's at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you, you might be on the park, you might be giving the sermon, you might be doing all these things for people. But actually, when you step off that, that, that pulpit and when you step off from doing that, that work you've got your own things that you're having to yeah. deal with and it's very difficult to get that support when yeah. you're in that sort of position yeah. you know so kind of that's how i see it i yeah. see it as you know sometimes you're in a position where you feel like you give so much of yourself to people and to support people and to do things that is difficult then to tap into your own support yeah. network yeah. That's, and that's, that's what true. that is why it's so important that you know when you look at things like professions like um and counselors, mental health nurses, they always have a clinical supervision. So yes. they, they've got they've got somebody else that they've been allocated to kind of offload to. And I think it's the same system that should be run across the board that when you are in sort of a pressurized or um, a front facing um, role, 
such as pastors or presenters or um, doctors, you should have what I would I would term as clinical supervision. Yeah. So that you can have, have an, out, out, yeah. an outlet. Sometimes it, you don't want to be doing that outlet with your wife or yeah. your children. You can have somebody outside, outside of that. Outside of that bubble. Yeah, I think that's a very good point about clinical supervision. All of these people that are facing, front-facing like sheep presenters and mm -hmm. so and so, must have officially someone that they can someone that they can go to to for supervision to 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 to, to, to down i wouldn't say downside but not downside but just just offload offload to because it is it, a it's a point that we've finished with now but i did actually have under that caroline flat that i read this week that michelle obama says she's suffering from low-grade depression and i'm thinking michelle obama depressed <laughs> I'd be, I'd be the first lady of ex first lady of America. I wouldn't be depressed. But again, we're looking. I say we. I'm looking at that thinking. You've got a huge book deal. <laughs> Why are you depressed? But yeah, and that's it. We we, we expect people to be superhuman. Someone um, said, as regard to the N word, yeah, being used, you wouldn't hear the F or C word being used. Mm, that's a good point. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say I have heard that, but that was in court. Oops. <laughs> I was a witness. <laughs> I wasn't. But um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah the there's certain things they wouldn't repeat. The BBC wouldn't have yes. been that keen. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I've been won over. I think I'm. I, I was thinking, ah, come on, get over it. But no, I, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think I think you are right there. Um, Okay, we haven't got long left, so what am I going to just whiz through? Uh, am I going to talk about the exams? We've, we've, the, the kids have been allocated their A-level and GCSE exams based on what the teacher, almost like a predicted grade thing. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've, already, they've set up a, an appeal system, even though the grades haven't come out yet. So if you get a grade that you thought you deserved a better grade, you can appeal. So, right. so that's interesting because in last week's news, um, there was this whole thing that the Tories said that what Labour had done, they introduced a system where they are a target for 50% of all kids should go to university. Mm -hmm. Last week, the, the Tories said that was unrealistic there's no point sending 50% of the students to university if there's not going to be the jobs to sustain them. True. They shouldn't go. Yeah. And now uh, in Scotland, a lot of the grades that have come out have been lower than expectation, so they won't get to university. Where are we on that? Am I wearing my animal farm hat again? <laughs> or <laughs> am I, Have I been scarred by that? Shouldn't we be giving as many of the kids the opportunity to go to university, to go for the better jobs, knowing that some will get and some will not? I, I don't I don't agree. I think it's about it's not just academia. Academia is not the only route. I think there is a, a place for vocational um place placements you know being a plumber electrician that requires that is needed in this in the, in this country. Wouldn't that be the, the other fifty percent though? 
No, I don't think. What do you mean? Like, I don't think. It, if the target is to get fifty percent to university, then the other fifty percent will be doing vocational training. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. I think it's about. I don't. Not necessarily. I think the other fifty percent might not want to go to do anything like that at all. They might just say, "I just want to just go and work in Tesco or Sainsbury's," right. and not necessarily yeah. by the vocational route. Yeah. So I'm thinking about really um, if there isn't jobs in the academia side of things what jobs are available in the vocation areas of things. And that's what needs to be pushed out because in Germany, they, the, the, the vocational course is, is as much respected as academia. And I think that's what it is. I think there's there's less respect for vocational stuff. And mm. I think that's what, if there isn't jobs for academia stuff, let's look at things that are not academia, like farming and things like that, that are more hands-on hands because at the moment, the government's going abroad to, from my understanding from the news, that they're going abroad to get people in to go and do agriculture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is it happening when, you know, we should be having the, 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 the people that can do that and learn from that, that those type of skills. And those are really important skills about our food. No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with that point that, that, that the um, further education should still be pushing the vocational skills. Mm -hmm. What I'm suspicious of, and I, I think they should, and I think Germany is a very good example where um, they push that as hard as they do push the university. Um, and perhaps they should push that here as hard. Mm -hmm. What I struggle with again here is the fact that the target of getting 50% into university has been decided on as being too arbitrary and too high. So let's not get them into university there is no additional provision for what they're going to do. So the, the rest of the field is going to be, they're all going to be fighting for the, the what's going on in the rest of the field in other vocations at this point. Mm -hmm. And then, followed on the back of that, we have the, um, who's going to decide who goes in? Oh, the teachers are going to decide based on your predicted grade. Yeah. So again, I fear that a lot of society is not going to be based on their performance but on other people's perception mm -hmm. of their performance. And this is where I'm getting suspicious. And I think that's, that's the crux of the matter. It's what others perceive you to be. Yes. And they're not given opportunity for the student or the young person to be able to demonstrate their natural ability. Mm. And I think if they choose to go to university, because going to university will prepare them for the career that they have in mind, yes, pave that path for them. But if they choose to take a, a vo more vocational uh, uh, um, course, mm. then yes, make that available to them also. Yeah. Let them demonstrate where and the direction that they feel that they, they can best go in. I've got a comment from Linda, I think because we're going to be out of time soon, aren't we? Mm -hmm. I've got a comment from Linda that says, um, university is not the only route to success. Some careers are best learned in the workplace and some don't need a degree. Yes, 100%, yes. I agree with that, Linda. But I don't, I don't want the government to decide whether my child is in the 50% or not. I believe that uh, farming, is farming is academic. You have to learn a lot about biology, chemistry, and physics in, in farming. So, yeah, th I think we're talking about choices here, aren't we? Maureen, it's going to be a mixed bag, and it will hurt some students who worked hard due to COVID. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> it looks. It could look like Animal Farm. Oh, we're time. Time is. I'm getting the T <laughs> signal. Yes, the T yes, signal. Is that Good time? Grief. 
haven't got through all my list, but we've got through a fair amount of it. A good amount. Just about time to say goodbye. Yes. Thank you for joining us. It's always yes. a pleasure. Thank you, Cynthia, at home. Thank you for coming yeah. on the Zoom. Pastor, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. No God problem. bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>